standing up in McKinney. This is according to Kellis. And I got to tell you, the next two episodes, they're going to be kind of tough. Why do I say that? Well, uh, the elections, while I wasn't surprised with what happened, uh, not enthusiastic, uh, worse than I had thought, but uh, all is not lost. We will spend time talking about that today specifically. And on that same Saturday, it appears either a, well, we don't know. We're going to go with lone gunman uh, went to go kill people and he was successful. I am going to visit that topic on Tuesday with some length. uh, Two primary reasons why I'm holding off another day. One, there's lots of emotions attached to it. And two, there are lots of details that quite frankly, I don't know. They haven't been made public. And quite frankly, (laughs) there are some other things that just don't add up. So rather than talk about something of which uh, can't be proven, isn't uh, known for sure, uh, we're going to stick with something that I do know a little bit about. (laughs) And that is the Collin County elections. Okay, so this is episode 412. Coming to you on May the 8th, 2023. And uh, just in case you're wondering, Saturday, uh, I wouldn't call it a blowout as percentages, but a blowout in results. And I know there are a lot of people out there that are pointing fingers assessing blame, and quite frankly, are going to be unlikely to take responsibility for their part in what happened. So before we get to that, let me remind you (laughs) that you can like, share, and subscribe to this program. Go to your favorite podcatcher, uh, follow me on the social medias, and uh, we will do what we can to uh, fight the good fight and try and stay positive. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. And for those of you wondering, I am on the uh, fascist book and uh, I do visit me, we and uh, Gab. Don't have a lot of interaction there. I live in McKinney. So there are lots of little McKinney and Collin County groups that we're all going to interact. And as always, uh, if you're feeling particularly motivated, right? Go rate and review this show. All right, so here we go. On to the meat of the program. I don't have the exact statistics. Uh, I don't know all the details. But from what I know, the Republican-endorsed candidates all lost. And those that didn't lose may very well be in runoffs, but it shouldn't be that close. It, It just shouldn't be. However, my party that I belong to is called the stupid party for a reason. The evil party is so much smarter than we are, but the stupid party, we have been going through some uh, growing pains, if you will, in the last couple of years. We did pick up a lot of voters. We did pick up a lot of interest. However, 
Rather than saying, come along for the ride, we agree on 80% or we agree on 75%. We have so much work to do. We have so many things that we agree on that we can, you know, achieve great things. Uh, unfortunately, a certain section of these uh, people that got themselves put into positions of authority, uh, much to uh, <laughs> the dismay of our chairman and myself and several other people, have decided... And I shouldn't speak for the chairman, so I'll—I I don't take it back, but just that's my impression. They have taken and decided that we were going to go with the purge. For those of you familiar with the movie, uh, no, they're not actually dead, but they were disinvited. They were told they weren't wanted. They were unnecessary. And, and while that might be grew—I'm oh, sorry—that might be great if you're running a club. And that club wants to go meet at the uh, <laughs> back room at the Holiday Inn. Uh, if you're wanting to be a political organization that stays uh, relevant, stays important, and runs winning candidates, you have to be a little bit more inclusive than that. Now, I know there are lots of progressives that subscribe to being Republicans. They're the rhinos. They are. We don't hate on them. But we just need to know what they are and keep that in mind when dealing with them. Sadly, their argument is, is we're supposed to change our principles to pull in people that don't agree with us or that uh, differ on things that are substantially important. That's not a winning recipe. You have to stand on firm ground, you know, pick, pick your uh, 10 or 20 things that are most important. I don't know what they might be, but your 10 or 20 things that are most important. And if you all agree on those things, then come on, join our team. We have work to do. We have to push back on these things. The problem is we have 300 some odd planks. And apparently uh, we're going to the zero sum gain of, well, uh, you disagree on plank number 32, 75 and 105, uh, which most of these are secondary at best. Therefore, you are not going to be included. Yeah, okay, how's that working for us? See, here's the dirty little secret. Conservatives, liberty lovers, whatever you want to call yourself, we do not make up a majority of the population. We do not even make up a majority of the voting public. Now, granted, roughly 10 to 12%, depending on where you are in Collin County, actually showed up to vote. That's terrible. So that's not a good barometer, if you will, of what the pulse of Collin County is, but it should be a wake-up call. The, the evil team, <laughs> they got all their people of the polls that mattered. Uh, the stupid team was too busy fighting amongst themselves. Now, here's a little lesson. And this is something that I don't think I have. Well, let's put this way. I'm sure I covered this in part before. So there's nothing new here. And there's nothing here uh, directed at a specific person or a specific group. But rule number one, when you're running a candidate, they have to be likable. People have to want to see them, talk to them, know who they are. Rule number two, you have to work with people that are oh, moderates. That's right. You don't go running around throwing people out because you don't fully agree. No, you find the things that you agree upon and you work with them on those things. 
I don't think anybody is good with adult males dressing up as females and hanging out with little kids. And we allowed ourselves to be defined by being haters. And when I say we, I mean the stupid party. That's not true. But we didn't equate ourselves well in a lot of these races. We came across as being angry. And for those of you that are familiar with Collin County, Collin County politics, that's exactly what they were called in Plano uh, two and four years ago. The angry crowd. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being angry, but you're not supposed to sin. There's nothing wrong with being passionate, but you have to be articulate. There's nothing wrong with being animated, but you have to be even handed. It does no good to go after people that are wrong, dead wrong, but you alienate everybody else standing by. Yeah, okay, fine. Our principles tell us that pornography for little children, not a good idea. Our our belief system is that we shouldn't teach kids to hate other kids because of who their parents are or what color their skin is. Again, that's something we should all agree on, but that's not how we articulated it. Or at least if we did, we didn't do it well enough because the other side reframed it and threw it in our face all the time. And we let them. We didn't fight back. Now, and the other thing is, we had a number of candidates, in my opinion, that sadly thought that a half-hearted campaign was all they needed to do. That it was still full red Republican. All we got to do is put our name on a ballot, have a couple endorsements, throw a few yard signs up, and that was it. It was a win. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. I saw several posts where they said they think it's 1995. I got to tell you, yeah, maybe they do. Maybe they think it is 1995. There are a million plus people in Cowling County. I'm going to guess 35% of them hate everything we stand for and what we believe in. And let's say generously, 42% agree with us and are on our team. Now, if you run the if you run those numbers, that's roughly 75%. That means we have to convince at least half of those people in between to come and join us. We have to make them feel welcome. We have to be encouraging. We have to be positive. And quite frankly, we have to earn their trust in their vote. And if we're not willing to do that, this is going to continue to happen. So when you purge the moderates, when you uh, alienate those people that have been lifelong Republicans because they don't agree with you on this, that, or the other thing. What do you think's going to happen? Now, I got to be honest. 10 years ago, when I got you know, deeply involved in Colin GOP, I was the reformer. I came in and I wanted to swashbuckle my way through this and chase off all these milquetoast moderates that do nothing but run their mouths and get nothing done. Here's the thing. I may still feel that way internally. I don't. But even if I did, you don't tell people that. You don't treat them like that. We need the moderates to stay with us. You can't win without them. Now, they shouldn't be dictating policy because they're not a majority within our group. And a lot of them are the first to cut tail and run. And some of them will cut deals behind our back and cause problems, but then you deal with that individual or individuals when the time comes. You don't go about blasting everybody and chasing them all off, which 
is kind of what we've been doing. You have to work with the people that are there. I know several guys that are older than me, significantly old. They've been around a long time. They are good Republicans by any measure, yet it's also safe to say they're not as liberty-orientated as I am. Of course, I would imagine that even 95% of the Republican Party is not nearly as liberty-oriented as I am, but I already know that. So why would I hold those people to the standard that I know they can't possibly meet? You know, Christians are taught that we're not supposed to hold pagans to the same standard as we hold one another, yet apparently the Republican Party didn't get that memo. When you're dealing with a moderate, you should expect them to be a moderate. You should address them like you would deal with somebody that is your friend, but is the weaker sibling or whatever you, however you want to do it, but you don't disrespect to them. You don't be mean to them. You don't put them in such a way that they feel defensive. One of the things that, you know, I hold with a little bit of pride, (laughs) maybe I shouldn't, but a little bit, uh, one of the last things that at least two individuals told me when they separated from our party is, you know, Stephen, when you first came around, uh, didn't want to deal with you at all. But the longer you've been around, the more I've come to see that while you're a strong advocate for your principles and while you stand for what you believe in, you've always been fair and you've always treated people respectfully. And I really appreciate that. I'm like, wow. Okay. Thank you. So, I mean, even this old dog learned a new trick apparently, or, or honestly, fairly enough, uh, the more time you're around me, the more you realize that I don't hate anybody. I don't have any animosity towards anybody that's on my team. I I might get frustrated. I might be disappointed. I I might be annoyed. Uh, I, I have the harshest criticism internally for those that are in my family or on my team, if you will. And yet I internalize it. I keep it to myself because those people are my team. I don't want them to be my enemy. I want them to work with me. And, and perhaps by talking to them, perhaps by, you know, being fair and even handed with them, I can see what their value was or what their concern was and why they didn't do what I thought they ought to do. (laughs) You know, I may be a Yankee by birth, but I'm not a Yankee by option. I'm not a Yankee by attitude. I believe people have the right and the opportunity to think for themselves and act on their own accord. And they know generally what's in their best interests. And I treat them with respect. I might have a discussion with them. I might push on them a little bit. I expect them to push back on me. I respect that. I I will respectfully debate all day long with anybody about anything. <laughs> Not really, but you know, you follow my path here. I don't get upset because somebody disagrees with me. I get disappointed. I get frustrated when somebody says, well, I believe X, but they have no idea why they believe X or or I think why, but when you ask them, well, why do you think why? Well, I don't really know. That's just kind of what I think, Uh, but that's not good. That's not good. And that's not good for anybody. There are plenty of conservatives that they believe things. Well, because Donald Trump said so, Oh, because Ronald Reagan said so. Okay. That's fine. In so much that you're on the same team or the same path. But why do you think that? Why, what are you picking up here? What is your principle at play here? Why do you think that? What are you, what are you taking out of that? 
And a lot of them don't have it. Now, Democrats, by and large, the ones that I know, eh, I shouldn't say progressives, progressives, by and large, they believe things and they think they know things. And largely it's because they don't question anything. One of the most interesting things that I've seen play out, and this is applicable, so follow with me here, is uh, RFK Jr. has called out the surveillance state. And he's called out the uh, vaccine nonsense. And apparently they haven't completely (laughs) blackballed him yet. They haven't thrown him back into the mothballs of storage yet. Maybe because of his name. Maybe because they're running an op on us, who knows. But the reality is, is those of us on right of center have had problems with the vaccine, the vaccine schedule for years and decades. And we were called kooks and this and that. And look, a real vaccine has a real purpose. I'm not sure that a two-year-old kid needs to have 60 of them or whatever the crazy number is now. But the fact that We see these things happen and we see these influx of all these problems and you're not allowed to see it. You're told not to question it. Now, the moderates, the people that are on our moderates, they're not even paying attention to that. So if you go lead your discussion with them on something that is widely dismissed as being kooky, their first response is, oh man, get away from me. What what are you drinking? (laughs) Yeah, it's the Kool-Aid, right? But on the flip side of that, you can't talk about those things until you have a relationship, till somebody knows you, so until they build up trust. Likewise with the voters, if all you do is show up and browbeat the people that are elected in office and never have any substantive differences, hmm, anything to add to the equation, why would they trust you? What are you offering other than not that? And, and honestly, in In my eyes, that is what we, the Republican Party, have spent the vast majority of our time doing for so many years. Well, we're against that. Not that. That's bad. Okay, but what are we for? What do we support? What do we stand for? You know, you can love or hate Donald Trump, but when you say I'm running to make America great again, whether you believe it or not, whether he believes it or not, that's something to run with. That's positive. Now, you can then mock your opponents and you can make fun of bad policies and all that other stuff because your tagline is something positive. Now, notwithstanding what I think or believe about the 2020 election, it's largely irrelevant now. Or the 2022 election, that's become largely irrelevant now. But what we're dealing with right here in Collin County is we are still a red county, a a Republican county, but we're not a conservative county. And I don't think we really technically ever were a conservative county. It's been very, very convenient for the vast majority of the people in Cowan County to vote in the Republican primary because it gets them an opportunity to dictate the outcome of that primary to get the more moderate candidate because the Democrats knew they couldn't win. They could not win any race in Cowan County until now. So when I'm looking at the future, right? 30 days or whatever, we're going to have a runoff. And there's two to four people that are going to be involved in a runoff race. And my question is, are you going to go out and work for them? 
Are you going to fight the good fight? Are you going to do everything you can to get them across the finish line? Now, let me ask you, how in the world, how in the world does a student at Collin College beat an incumbent unless the incumbent didn't want to win? How does a crazy leftist beat an awesomely qualified individual in an election unless she wasn't backed, unless people weren't helping her? How is it that another incumbent, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about his opponent, uh, makes less votes than another progressive goof? In Collin County. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to me and you live in Collin County, the days of being able to coast, the days of being able to do nothing, the days of being able to ignore election day because, hey, the good guys always win. Those are over. They've been over for a number of years. And just now people are starting to realize, oh, yeah, yeah, we we have work to do. See, whether you want to believe me or not. When you surrender your children for one or two generations to government education, you get a bunch of kids that love government more than they love their liberty. That's really what my problem is with public education. It's by default. You're not allowed to talk about God, so they learn to see government as God. And then anytime you question anything that's going on in the school district, well, you're attacking and hating teachers. Well, that's ludicrous on its face. But here's the thing. If you don't know what words to use, it's best to say nothing at all. If you're not willing to say, hey, we love our teachers, but they're really given bad curriculum. Hey, you know what? The teachers are solid here, but unfortunately, the administration is jamming a bunch of garbage down their throat and down our children's throat. Then don't say anything. If you can't be positive and talk about good things that you want to do, then don't say anything. And look, I'm not beating up on any one specific candidate because every candidate has a flaw. I say that as a former candidate who was not elected. Everyone has a flaw. Everything has a shortcoming. Nothing's perfect. It's all about choosing the lesser of evils, whether you want to believe that or not. But when you can't excite your people in a Republican county to get off their butts to go out and vote for you, that's a problem. Don't be mad at a Democrat or rhino mayor that drums up support for your opponents. He's doing what they do. You don't get mad at a tiger for having stripes. You don't get mad at a donkey for having a bushy tail. It is what it is. You knew that going in. You have to adapt. You have to overcome. You have to be willing to outwork. The other thing that has to factor in here is there's going to be some strategy sessions that need to happen. We need to figure out what exactly is our priority and how we need to go about fixing this going forward. The rest of the state was largely successful in making some improvements to their counties, to their cities, and it's only in the county that we fell on our face. And you have to ask yourself why. Now, in my opinion... There's between one and seven people that would hold the majority of that blame. I know who they are. I'm going to withhold their names for the purposes of this discussion right now, 
But if it should become necessary, I will go public. And just in case you're wondering, it's not the chairman of Collin County GOP. But by my measure, aside from being a friend of mine, he's a solid guy. He's done what he could do. And he encouraged people not to make some of the foolish errors that were made. But as the chairman, he only has so much influence and so much power. And honestly, I don't know that we want our chairman to run the party with an iron fist. Though, if this stuff keeps up the way it's been going, that may be an inevitable result because some people can't be trusted with power. Honestly, I really don't want to say anything more about this. I, I it's, it's a little emotional. Not really. I mean, I, I had separated myself a while back. I mean, I was, you know, I supported our candidates. I, our candidates were good, decent, whatever you want to say. They weren't bad. The incumbents, they're terrible, but they won. Why did they win? That's the question. Or better yet, why did we lose? That's, that's another question. There's time to talk about this. It's not on my show. And it's certainly not in the general public. But hey, as time unfolds in front of us, I'm looking forward to the opportunity that has been presented. You need to learn from your losses, retool and move forward. And that's what I plan on doing. Because all is not lost until the boot is (laughs) across your neck. (laughs) And we're not there yet, folks. We're not there yet. With that, this is According to Callus, and tomorrow I will be back, and we'll talk about what went on in Allen, Texas on Saturday. Until then, I will see you on the other side.